that helped me because all of us are in a transformation process. All of us are in a building project. The Holy Spirit is taking us, and Jesus Christ is, because of what he's done to us, we are being molded and shaped into the image of Christ. God's perfect thing is to, to make us just like his son. So all of us are having building projects going on within us, and that's just like we have one in our church. Amen? So we are in the process of being built into the image of Christ. So I want to choose to read with me Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Very uh, well-known section of scripture um, that most of you probably know, I hope. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, <clears throat> I beseech you before, I beseech you therefore, sorry, I beseech you therefore, brethren. So he's saying, hey, I want you to understand this, brethren, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So what he's saying is present your body as a living sacrifice to God. And that is called for us to do that reasonably. We're supposed to, that's part of what we should be doing all the time. I know that I die often throughout the day. Um, one of the things that he's saying here, I, I'll paraphrase it, is die in your flesh. The more we die to the flesh, the more the spirit man has empowered over our soul, our mind. The more we live in the flesh, the more the mind then has rule from the flesh. So that's what that is saying. And then verse 2 do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are called to be transformed in our mind. I'm going to tell you, uh, and Pastor Brenda tells you all the time also, I say this all the time, but the real war is right here in your carnal mind or your fleshly mind. Which way is it going to go? Is your flesh going to rule or is your spirit man going to rule? And there's only two things that come into your mind. It's either from the enemy or it's from God. Every single thought that comes into your mind is either from the enemy or it's from God. And we have to know and understand that he's calling us in the building project where we're being conformed into the image of Christ. To have our mind transformed, being rebuilt, being conformed. We have the mind of Christ, and that mind is being put into us by the Holy Spirit. We need to allow that to take place spiritually within us. So there's some things we need to do. And these are four things that help me, and I hope it helps you. But these are the four things I use to help him do the renovation project on me. And that is, one, you have to know the truth. You have to know the truth. And I'm not talking about just reading the Bible and like knowing it, but know it experientially. Know him. Have a love affair with him, the truth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. It's Jesus Christ. You love him. Know the truth. The second thing is think the truth, and I'll show you how to do that all the time because it says take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The third thing is, is that we need to be speaking the truth. We should not be speaking anything that's not of the word of God. If you're speaking anything that's of flesh, it'll bring death. We need to be speaking life, and I'll show you how that works. And then the last one is, do what the truth says. Be obedient. Those four things help me into allowing him to renovate this vessel 
into what he's trying to do for each of us. So I hopefully I'll share these four things real quick with you. Um, first one, know the truth. Um, I'll start first by, maybe you get a mental picture here. Peter, walking with Jesus, he's just been given the keys to the kingdom. He says, Peter, upon this rock, and he's given it to the whole church. He just said that to him. Then he said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but the Holy Spirit. So he's like building up Peter. This is in uh, Matthew chapter 16. And then just a couple verses later, Peter says something out of the flesh. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. To Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking the thoughts of God. You're thinking the thoughts of men. Our thoughts that are not from God are called Satan. Any thought that you entertain in your mind that's not from God, Jesus calls it from Satan. And he called Peter Satan. So we need to know and understand that that's how strong Jesus thinks this is about the renovation of the mind. Um, let me read the scripture to you. It says about truth, John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, because I hear this often too. The truth is going to set me free. The truth is going to set me free. That's wrong if you don't have the first part attached to it. So let me attach the first part of that so that then you can have it right, because the truth does set you free if. That's one of those if things, Pastor Brenda. You are truly my disciples if, there's the if, you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will then set you free. We need to be faithful in knowing him. Faithful in honoring him. Jesus, like I said, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus also said, sanctify them in truth. My word is truth. The word became flesh and came and dwelt among us. We need to have a relationship with the word of truth that is a love relationship, that you are just so in love with God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father, that this truth is something that you just hunger after with all of yourself. Seek first my kingdom, he says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all the other things are going to be added to you. This has to be first in your life. You must be seeking him first in your life above everything else. And again, I've used this many times, but I could talk to you for about two or three minutes if you open up to me, and I will let you know right away if you're really in this place. Because out of the words of your mouth and how you speak, it will line up with if you really believe that he's number one in your life. Number one over every single other thing. Know the truth. You must know him intimately in a love relationship so that when you take his love letter and you read it, you're in a relationship with him. So as you read the words out, like Pastor Brenda said before, you read a little bit of it and you just, wow. You know, it's like you take it and you meditate on it. You just take a little bites of it and then you talk to him about it and he opens up more of it and he leads you to other places. And sometimes you, I can get into a verse of scripture and end up two and a half hours later, like all over the word of God. And he's brought this whole different thing into me by just one verse of scripture. And I could probably say to you, each and every one of you, you could take one verse of scripture and eat on it and meditate on it for several months, several years probably, and live there. And he would just reveal deeper and deeper truths about himself. So it's know the truth. That's number one. Okay, the second thing, think the truth. The Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
So as you think, so you are. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 basically says that we're not in a warfare against flesh and blood. It's against principalities. But he also it also says that we must take, now listen to this, every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We must take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We must take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Our, we're flooded with thoughts. And when you get off and allow thoughts to come into your mind that are not from God, it is Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You've let thoughts come into your mind that are not of God. Here's a dividing line I use, John 10.10. 10. The thief comes to ki kill, steal, destroy. The thief comes to what? He's going to do all those things, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Dividing line. Jesus Christ comes to bring us life and bring us life more abundantly. Did that thought that came into my mind just now, is it going to kill, steal, and destroy in any way? Or is it bringing me into a place of abundant life with God? If it's bringing me into a place of abundant life with God, I want more, and I just soak on it, and I think on it, and I meditate on it. If it's from the thief, it gets thrown down to the obedience of Christ immediately. You cannot let these things grow in your mind. Here's the issue. It's like an acorn. The acorn comes. It's like the seed of the oak tree. It comes, and if you deal with it right away, if it's an evil thought, it's easy to take an acorn and get rid of it, right? What happens if you plant the acorn? It starts to take root. It starts to pop up and set out branches. And as it does, it gets rooted in your mind. Now it's not that easy to get rid of it. Soon, if you keep focusing on that lie of the enemy and let that junk get into your thought process, it actually attracts other thoughts because it's got the roots out there, because it's got the, the um, branches out there. So it attracts, I don't want to say bad words, it attracts junk. So it attracts more. And guess what happens to, unfortunately, to us, if we stay there, is as it matures, it creates a fruit, or acorns, which then fall into the ground of your mind and creates, pretty soon you've got a forest of junk in your mind. And so when we're dealing with people that in the healing rooms that have kind of been years and years and years of stinking thinking, they got forests and we got to come in there with like earth moving equipment and, and chainsaws and everything to cut up and get all that stuff out of there. Don't let that happen to you. Take the thought captive immediately. Here's the other side of it. That acorn, good thought, planted, boom, starts to put in root, starts to branch out in you. It produces fruit. It attracts more fruit. Come on. Pretty soon you're forced of good thoughts, good things of God. It works that way. That's the cool part. God made our minds to be like his. And he wants us to attract good things so that we can grow and expand. And the renovation project continues. Matter of fact, he probably uses some of that oak wood for... No, never mind. But it's about knowing and understanding the truth. Because actually, uh, I think it's... Dr. Dave, Pastor Dave says, your inner reality becomes your outer reality. What you think is who you are. Um, how many of you remember the, uh, one of David's mighty men by the name of Shammah? Shammah had this um, 
thing happened to him where the Philistines are coming, and they're coming as an army, and they want this little pea patch, this little pea patch. And all of Israel runs, all the rest of the people run, the pea patch, they figure it's not worth it, it's just some little pea patch. Shammah says, no. He stands in the middle of the pea patch and says, I will defend this, with, basically I'm paraphrasing, I will defend this with my life. And he would not let the Philistine army in, and he defeated this Philistine army. Now why in the world would Shammah fight for this little pea patch? It's really, do you think maybe it's not worth it? You know, because actually most of Israel thought it was not worth it. It's just some little pea patch. Take every thought captive. If he takes the little pea patch, he's after more than just that. Once you open that up and let him take a little bit of ground, he's not after just a little bit of ground. He's after all of you. Fight for every thought and take it captive to the obedience of Christ. So think the truth. How about speaking the truth? Before we go farther, let me quickly read something out of Scripture, then we'll go to the next one. And it's in Philippians 4. This is one of Grandma Anna's favorite verses, so I'm going to read this for you, Grandma Anna. Um, and she probably knows it by heart, but it's Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. Again, I see the picture in one of the versions that says that it garrisons your heart and mind. That, that God sets a garrison of peace around your heart and mind. That's a really cool way to keeping thoughts captive, right? That he puts a fortress around your heart and mind. And here's the next verse. Finally, my brethren... Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I'll paraphrase that. If it's from God bringing life more abundantly, meditate on it. Let it saturate your being. That's how your mind grows. That's how the Holy Spirit teaches us. That's how we get the mind of Christ and being conformed into the image of Christ. That's how the inner, the renovation project can move a lot faster. Does that make sense? So, know the truth, think the truth, speak the truth. Romans 10.17 says, Then faith comes by hearing, but hearing of the Word of God, right? So where does faith come? It comes by hearing the Word of God. Somebody's got to speak it for you to hear it. Um, how did God create the earth? By speaking. Okay, Matthew 4, 4. What did Jesus say when the enemy came to him? I will not live by what? Bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, right? Speaking. Um, I call it grasshopper talk, but... In the book of Numbers, chapter 13, they finally, Israel has been wandering. They finally get to the place where they're going to enter the promised land. For 40 days, they send spies into the land. The spies come back, and they start speaking with what they see. Instead of walking by faith, not by sight, they begin to speak what they see. And they're not really telling lies because they did see this. And what they saw was giants in the lands that were much bigger and stronger than they were. They bring back a bad report. They say that we are grasshoppers in their sight. 
And because of their report of what they spoke, Israel lined up with their spoken word. And this is what God says in Numbers chapter 14. Now listen to this and apply it to your own life. Numbers chapter 14, verse 28. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken it in my hearing, so will I do it to you. Just as you speak in God's hearing, so will he do it unto you. See, death and life is in the power of your tongue, and you will eat the fruit of what you say. Do you understand that? You will eat the fruit of what you say. That's um, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life is in the power of your tongue, and you will eat its fruit. So let's do that again with Numbers chapter 14, verse, was it 28? Let me read it again with you in mind. Think about this. On the good side of this, say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I have done it unto you. So when I speak life, God hears it, and it's done unto me. When I speak life to that building, God hears it, and it's done unto that building. When I speak life over, come on, whatever it is, when we speak life over Jason's back, God hears it, and it's done unto him according to the word. And when we speak junk, death, stop speaking anything that's not from God. I don't care if you're, you, you call it small talk. Yeah, it is awful small talk. They called it grasshopper talk in the Old Testament. And it caused every one of them to die in the wilderness. Matthew 12, 36 and 37. Listen to these words of Jesus about how you speak. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Every idle word. Here's the next verse. But by your words will you be justified, and by your words will you be condemned. Be careful how you speak. If you don't have any, you know what grandmas used to say, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. That is actually not in the scripture, but it's probably a really good. Our words are important and big. He created us in his image. He spoke the world into existence with his mouth, God did. When we speak, it creates death or life, depending on what we speak. Speak life. Continue to speak life. Don't walk by what you see. Walk by faith, not by sight. I don't care how long those symptoms have been on you. I don't care what your life has been in the past and if it's been your way of doing things over and over again for years and years and years. You walk by faith and you speak by faith and you continue to speak by faith. And it doesn't matter if it's not manifesting right away. You continue to speak by faith. Continue to speak by faith. You do not come off of this. You continue to speak by faith. That's who you were created to be. Come on, you have to. Speak God's word. That's the third thing that I try to do. I don't get there as much. Deb can prove that. She's around me more than anyone. Know the truth. Think 
the truth. Most of us have a lot of junk in our mind. That, Jesus calls, is Satan. It's our job to take every thought captive. Doesn't this word of God say that? Every thought. It doesn't say that some of them. We've got to be like Shammah. We've got to fight for every little bit of ground. It's the little foxes that are stealing the grapes, not the big things. Usually we see the big things, but when it's the little things that come in, oh, that wasn't that bad. Oh, I can watch that movie. Oh, I can do this. I can. You know what? The best thing for some of you, get rid of the TV. Get rid of your phones, your smartphones. Get rid of your... Never mind. For a while... And just speak God. What goes in comes out. Everything you speak also is received back by your own ears. And you hear it yourself. I'm going to say something that some of you won't like to hear, but every autoimmune disease, every one of them, is because you're speaking negatively over yourself whether it's fibromyalgia, whether it's Crohn's, no matter what it is, every autoimmune disease comes from you speaking negativity, your own body hearing it, and your own body lining up with it and beginning to do it in your body. It's all right here. You're going to say, that's too simplistic. That's the word of God. Quit talking negative. Your body hears it. You have to stop, even if it's joking. Don't do it. The last thing. Act on the truth. Obey. James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. When we're not doers of the word, we're deceiving our own self. Well, I don't have to do that in this. You know, I, I go to church on Sunday. I tithe. I kind of am involved. Now I'm going to go do this, the other things. This isn't about tithing when it comes to you. You are called to be a total 100% living sacrifice. It's not about keeping 90% of you and giving 10% of God. That's about finances. You are his 100%. As a matter of fact, in the, Old, in the New Testament, your finances are his 100% too because you're a steward of them. You belong to God. Every cell in your body, you were bought with a price, a very high price by the blood of Christ. Are you living your life up to the standard of that price that he paid. It's not by works, I know, because it's his blood that washes us clean. One of the most dangerous things I hear often is this once saved, always saved doctrine that is so, so dangerous. Because people think, well, I accepted Jesus Christ, and now I've got Jesus Christ. And his grace is going to keep washing me and his grace is going to... You know what? Let's see what Jesus says about that. Because by grace you are saved. He did give you that. It's a gift. But once you got the gift, here's what he says. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. So if you're not keeping the commandments but think, Oh, it's, he's, it's okay with it. I'm still not mature in that area. I'm still not... I've got a lot of ways to go. You know, I'm saved already. I'm on my way. And one of these days, I'll maybe change in that area. I'm still young. i got a lot of life to live yet. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Matter of fact, let me go to a different scripture. In John chapter 14, verse 21. And he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me 
will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself in him. When we are in a place of obedience, God is so in us. Jesus Christ is so fulfilling every cell in our body. The blood of Christ washes us. The power of the Holy Spirit is so in us. That's why I know that it's the manifestation of God that when I touch somebody, it is so in me that it gets all over them. It's not me. It's not me yielding and obeying who he is. That's what how healing works physically, spiritually, emotionally. That when we lay hands on folks, it's because we're so manifested in the presence and the thickness of God that it just oozes back and gets on them. And we're just plugged into the power source. And he flows and is filling these vessels. If I can ask Amy to come up, we're going to close, but let me give this other verse while she's coming up to close. And that's in um, John chapter 14, verse 23. And Jesus answered and said to them, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If you really love God, if you really love Jesus, here's how it, it's going to be proven. Your outward life will be keeping his word. If you are in trouble with your outward life keeping the word of God, maybe you need to fall in love with him, which goes back to the original one of knowing who he is. But if you love me, you'll keep my word, and my Father will love that person, him, and we will come to them and make our home in them. He has come to each and every one of you and has made his home in you. God doesn't dwell with temples made with hands anymore. Hallelujah. He lives in these temples. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit lives within this temple. And as we know him, and as we think properly on him, and fill our mind, our carnal mind with the things of God, it becomes the mind of Christ. And as that grows, it manifests more and more. And as we speak his word, that word becomes life more and more in us. And it creates things out into the atmosphere and things around us. And as we speak his word and begin to obey with all of ourselves, giving ourselves over as a living sacrifice to him, it just feeds on itself. And you get into this place where you're so yielded and conformed to the Holy Spirit doing the renovation work, bringing you into who you are in Christ, conforming you into his image. Come on, life is really good in that place. I'm telling you, every one of you can do this. Every one of you can go there. I'm going to ask you all to stand, except Jason, unless he can. <laughs> During the worship time, we had the Father God in a mighty way do some things here that will last for all eternity. This word that he gave us today, if you do the things of this, these four principles, I know that they will last for all eternity, that they will take you through the things you need to be doing in this life. I'm just going to ask right now, Father God, set these words into each and every one right now in a mighty way. I'm looking around. I want to make sure there's everyone I hear. I know. I just want to make sure that all of you have made that original commitment to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. 
and uh, I believe that everyone here has done that, but I'm just going to ask, if you have not yet, that's the starting point. And then give everything to him to know him, to think on him, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, to speak in him, because every word that he hears out of your mouth, he will do unto you. Think about that in a good way. I speak life. I speak abundant life. I speak over my family. I speak over my church life. I speak over every situation. I begin to speak the word of God. I can do all, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. The whole same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me and makes alive my mortal body. Begin to speak the word of God over yourself and over other people. And watch it manifest. Now, in a renovation project, does it take some time? I'm not saying that sometimes it happens like that immediately. And other times it just takes some time. God put healing into us. I say when th something happens immediately, it's a miracle. But there's also healing where if you cut your hand, it may take some time where the scab appears and where it takes time where the things happen. No matter if it takes that type of healing or if it's an immediate healing, you do not give up. You be like Shama. You don't give up ground. You fight to the death. You keep every bit of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm calling you all to walk in that. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to have the, the, the team come up for prayer. If there's anything that we haven't prayed with you about, don't leave here today. There's an anointing in this place that's heavy, that's thick. Um, this is the altar that we make. You say, but I was there last week and I was there the week before. This isn't. Here's what I do as part of this to know God. I die more than just daily. Every time I mess up, and I'll make, I'll give the, here and I have to do it again. I can't think of another one. But last, it was, what was it, last Wednesday? Two Wednesdays ago. I'm turning on the Healing Rooms music. I got the Healing Rooms music on, and I got it up kind of loud. And every Wednesday at 530, we're in here soaking in the presence of God so that we're ready for the Healing Rooms. So I'm turning up the music, and it's kind of loud. Aaron's in here with the door open in a meeting. He doesn't know who's back there. He comes walking back and says, hey, turn the music down. We're having a meeting. And I say, hey, we're having healing rooms. You know, he didn't know it was me. He thought he thought it was somebody just so he needed to hear. You know, eventually he went in there and shut the door and I turned the music down a little bit. But my thought now, here's how the enemy works. Who does he think he is? Why did he say that to me? We're in here every Wednesday doing the healing. The thoughts of the enemy begin to steal, kill and destroy. If I would have stayed in that place, what would have happened? an offense would have arose, right? Immediately I said, oh no, I, you cannot do this to me. I take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. No. And afterward I went to Aaron and said, hey, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. We have to do that with everything. Don't let the offenses get into you. Don't let the wrong thought pattern get into you. Quit speaking junk over your body. I know somebody, when they were older, they kept playing. When I get older, when I get older, and they kept acting like they had a, a walker. They ended up with a walker because they spoke it over themselves. I know another guy that kept saying, and he's dead now. All in my family died when they were in their 40s. Everybody, my dad, my grandpa, my brother, everybody died when they are in their 40s. I'm going to die in my 40s. He died in his 40s. 
death and life is in the power of your tongue. But I also know people who speak life and speak life and they don't have like this, I've gone to all the seminaries and I've gone to all the things and I've got this PhD and whatever. They just know the Word of God and they speak the Word of God. They live the Word of God and wow. This one man we know, um, he's gone on to be with the Lord. His name was Andy. And he would say things so... He would talk this way. Yeah, I was under my house working under the house and I got a little cut on my finger. You know, I forgot to talk to the Holy Spirit about this and, and be in communion. Every time he's talking to us, he's like in communion with God. And he's talking about these conversations that he has with God all day long. And when he speaks to you, he's like still in that conversation. And he brings you into it. And he's like in the presence of God all the time. <laughs> that's, that's what he wants from us. Simply keep him in your presence in everything. And I'm going to give this to Pastor Brendan. The scripture that he started out with Romans 12 2 be transformed by the renewing of your mind the word transformed the subject is formed we were formed in God's image the prefix trans means to means changing thoroughly so the word transformed is to be changing thoroughly into God's image Let's just worship. Come on up for prayer. Let's just pray. Let's just use this altar as a place where we just lay it down. I ask you to just lay everything down. Your life should be a living sacrifice unto the Lord. A living sacrifice unto the Lord. Are you being transformed? Know his truth intimately. Think his truth. Every thought. People say, well, that's too hard. No, it isn't. Not if you start making it a habit. It usually takes 20 to 30 days to make a habit. Matter of fact, Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Carolyn Leaf has a habit-forming thing that she teaches how to transform your thinking. By It takes about 20 minutes a day to do it, but you do it every single day for like almost, I think it's 21 days or 30 days. And it's a process of taking the Word of God and having it flow in your mind. We need to get our minds transformed. You need to quit stinking thinking. And we need to start speaking differently. If it's not God's word, don't say it. If it's not bringing life, don't say it. And are you being immediately obedient to what he says? So come on, let's just come up for worship and prayer. And let's seal this before the Lord. Thank you, Lord.